0: Good afternoon. It's the Monday night review show, and we've got lots to talk about. Obviously, starting with um, the defeat by Chelsea on Saturday at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, it wasn't what any of us predicted. Really, when it took our predictions, even the most uh miserly, pessimists wouldn't have wouldn't have pulled that one out the hat. But uh, certainly, I think we all had we had at least the draw, did we? Three draws and, and a very very <laughs> op- optimistic win. In hindsight, well, yeah, that wasn't that was never on the cards, was it? From uh, about 15 20 minutes in, it's me, Greg, uh, Tony Scott, Gav Buckland, and we're joined by Neil Jones, who was at Stamford Bridge for the Echo. And so, we'll start with Neil as well. He uh, <laughs> he had to go down there and, and watch it. And like I say, Neil, really, it was everything weren't competitive at all, were really, In that game, it
1: looked to me like they were never in it, yeah, yeah. I mean, just shot themselves in the foot with the first goal, and then. It, it unravelled spectacularly, really. Um, I think I think there was a bit of encouragement when you saw the team and you thought, oh, it could be a bit of a contest with the three-man defence and you know going like for like. But within within five ten minutes, it was clear that going man for man was a bad bad idea for Everton because every one of Chelsea's men were better than every one of Everton's men. And Hazard, up until the first goal, had already had he'd already had far too much space and far too much influence on the game and I think we saw as that wore on that Everton couldn't get anywhere near him to be honest and it was um, I it was one of them old fashioned sayings I'm sure Preno would use this saying but Evan were lucky to get nil it was uh, it could have been ten for Chelsea and and you wouldn't have actually been able to, to have too many arguments I think Evan had one shot on goal they didn't create a single a single noteworthy incident in the, in the penalty area and Tebow Courtois I could have. I mean, he could have. He could have sat in the shed end in, in the second half. You know, he, he had nothing to do, and that doesn't reflect well on on those players, I don't think.
0: No, uh, I know the ratings from Stamford Bridge. Ian Doyle was there watching it again, uh, alongside Phil as well, who's not able to be with us tonight. But the ratings were, as you'd expect, really low. The player ratings. Um, some people said they felt they could have been lower. Yeah. Felt we could have been giving out ones and zeros and and what have you, but. Is there any positives to your eye? Was did anyone um, do themselves any remote justice? Yeah,
1: there's one. There's one, and you know, it's it's an easy one, isn't it? And I think you can be a bit cynical and say, oh, how easy is it to, to pick out a, a young kid who comes in?" But Tom Davis came on for twenty five minutes, and I said I said in the post match video, I said, "If I was Ronald Koeman, I would be holding him up in front of that dressing room and saying to some of them experienced players, he's just made a show of you,' because." You know, he he made a mistake. He nearly gave a goal away. You know, towards the end, he got he got caught possession. But just in terms of wanting to have the ball, he was he was. You know, I don't want to single someone out, but Tom you know, Tom Cleverley in the game, he had he had more impact in one move in the game than Tom Cleverley had in ninety minutes. And you know, that doesn't reflect well on some of these players who who you know international players who got good reputations and they've you know they've had a lot of praise from from the former manager you know, the man who signed them, most of them, and they just, they haven't, they didn't deliver, they didn't deliver at all, and you wonder whether, whether some of them ever will, you know, you can you can maybe accept yeah. off days from Phil Jagielka and Gareth Barry and yeah. people like that, but you wonder whether some of the other players, and some of, you know, I'm sure you guys will discuss the names, but you do wonder whether Chelsea's more indicative of their evident future than, than the good times. Yeah.
0: So it's, um, I picked the bones
2: out of that one. I'd like to ask Neil. Neil, would you think this was a case of Everton being bad or Chelsea being really good, or a bit of both?
1: No, a bit, definitely a bit of both. Chelsea were good, but it's easy to be good, isn't it, when you've got confidence up and when you, when you, you know, you're getting space and you know you're getting time and you know you're not, you know, I know, I know, Coleman did rattle Costa, but that was pretty much, that was pretty much <laughs> the only <laughs> rattle that yeah. Chelsea had in the game, you know, and you, you look and you think, you know, there was no, there was nothing for Chelsea to fear in the game, you know, Lukaku. Had one one ball he had where he he, he chested it and he, he had a bit of a run and it, it caused a little bit of panic in the first sort of fifteen minutes and after that he had nothing. Balassi had nothing. Um, I, don't, I don't even know who played him. Barkley. That was yeah. It, you know, right. but I can't even <laughs> think I can't even tell you Barkley touched the ball. I don't think I think he took a corner. Um, there was nothing for them to fear, but they certainly they certainly rammed it home. They rammed it home that sort of you know the idea that they if you give them time and space they'll kill you and they, they absolutely did and. Hazard, yeah. Costa, Pedro, you know, all, the, all
3: those players. Yeah. It's a, I think that what what I would say though is we didn't we didn't mirror them though, did we? Because they were playing 3-4-3, three, three, but we didn't, it looked on paper 3-4-3, three, three, but it was more 3-5-2. Well, you said, yeah.
0: you, that was the conversation we had last week, you thought you'd mirror them, yeah. Phil thought he would go 3-5-2, what, what was it then? Because what I said, if you play
3: 3-4-3, three, three, or if you're playing a team that plays 3-4-3, three, what you've got to do, you've got to, in the middle of that, you've got to have two wingers yeah. up front. So to, 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 for us, that would have meant occupying Moses and Alonso. Um, so so they'd occupied during the game. So they but by playing three-five-two, what it meant is like their back three can cover Balassi and Lukaku, which basically leaves Alonso and Moses free to attack because they've got mm-hmm. they know they've got nobody that they yeah. need to cover. So that means that they've got effectively what seven attack you know as good as seven attackers on the pitch and we that's why we were just hemmed in because we had no we had no outlets and they, they knew that they could basically do that without yeah. having to track backwards and that meant we couldn't get out of the area it also meant as well you mentioned bartley there which was the which his, his was, role really was, was clearly undefined because yeah. in in you know three five two cleverly and barry both played Sort of in, in front, so can play front of defense. But Ross, Ross is all. What are you? Are you part of like sort of defense, or you part of the attack, or a bit of both? And in the end, he just appeared, and not necessarily down to himself to 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 have a clearly undefined and role. And uh, I, I said before the game, you know, when I saw the lineup, interesting to see where Ross plays because we had a big discussion last week about where Ross would play based on how Kerman wanted to to deploy his tactics, and it was clear to me that. If you're going to do what you're going to do, do 3-4-3, three, three. don't do a sort of hybrid where actually there's a couple of players on the pitch you don't know what they're doing. And I think once he did that, we were on the back foot straight, straight away. Mm. You, you've got to play the two wide men to occupy their two wide men, and we didn't do was that. Was it like what
0: Phil said, was Ross supposed to have a very disciplined role to when we didn't have the ball to drop deep? And that, then, you know, was he asked a very specific It
1: looked like he was playing vaguely sort of left of centre. Further forward than the two, you know, so, oh, right. so almost sort of a little bit of a link man, but Everton it's not, not going to No point, you know, There was no, there was no chance for him to drift into a position no. where he could get the ball. I don't, I because we handed, because yeah. we gave that, we gave them you know, initiative. space away. It helped as well that Everton, had in key areas, both i.e. the centre midfield and the, the wings, they had weak, weak players, and you know, again, watching Clever, going cleverly again, but Oviedo, for example. O- Oviedo can't handle players who have got strength and pace. He, he, he's not good enough to do that. He's not. He's not. You know, and he. It, it's telling that as soon as Cumin made the change, he was the first one off because yeah. I think he felt with people like you know um, Pedro and Moses and Costa drifting over to that side of the pitch, it could have got could have got even messier with 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 that lad there because he was he was out of his depth and you know as as someone who's we, you know we've seen Victor Moses down the years, it was. It was one of them moments where you just wonder what they've done with what Chelsea have done with them because he was like um, a he was like Danny Alves like playing down there, but yeah. I think Everton allowed him to be because yeah. he had the right, he had the flank to himself. Because, because we,
3: we give them the initiative, and we've said on to be fair on Friday, we said if if they go with trade the back, that Funes Mori or of access is yeah, an area that that is, is it was a broad back, but it was a, you know, you I, it was yeah.
2: if you're if you're at you're just going to look. At the weakness of Evan. And we said to him, said, what's the weakness of Evan you've seen? Of the age, don't you want Funa's money? Yeah. You're going to play on that. And then you're going to have Coleman. He must have thought all well,
3: this Christmas is come on once But, But, going back to, you know, I think people have been, justifiably so, quite easy to link. Evan go 3-4 three, three, or 3-5 three, whatever. Change the normal setup up and get beat 5-0. Therefore, it's because we changed tactics. Actually, it wasn't. It was because, you know, you know Motton is sort of prone to a bit of hyperbole, but Chelsea played. As good as anybody anybody's have seen play against Everton for a long time, I thought they were absolutely brilliant. But if you if you looked at the goals, is it's not really maybe the second one. It's not really down to what we're talking about team shape. It's down to people switching off and not doing the jobs properly. Hazard gets you know Hazard in gets the ball okay in in the channel. You've got he's, he's covered by two international class or international defenders who are both captains of their country, dare I say. And um, apart from Coutinho, the one player in the Premier League you don't want to be able to yeah. turn inside is Hazard. And guess what? Two international defenders allow him to turn inside. Now, that's not tactics. That would happen whether you're playing four four two at the back. That's just down to two defenders and, and switching off.
1: The on. second one is Everton kicked off and 24 seconds later is in the goal. You shouldn't give the ball away in 24 seconds. Yeah, never, yeah. Mind, never mind see the goal. Like, Everton should be capable of taking the sting out of the game once they've gone one 0 down and, and just, just yeah. building a little bit, but I I, <laughs> I don't even know how they lost yeah. the ball to be honest. I, I <laughs> just I just remember looking up and saying that Hazard was running through and thought Neil did like? you
2: see a different guy of Barry performance without it just a guy?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but he had yeah the nightmare Barry he, he looked I think I wrote he looked every every minute of his thirty five years, yeah. you know, he, he, and it didn't help that to be honest, Chelsea have got Monsters in there at the moment, mm. haven't they? In, in Kante and Matic, you know, Matic looks like the player he was two seasons ago, Kante looks like the player he was last season, yeah. so that's that's not going to help matters. But he just, yeah, he, yeah, oh, he also didn't have a lot to, to hit. You know, I mean, Gar- Barry Barry's a decent forward passer, and he can wrap the ball into people, you know, in forward areas, like we saw at Burnley, for example, for the goal. But it was not, the, he was either pressed out of it or he was too deep. He was forced to, but he, he couldn't. He hadn't hit long balls if, if he had, could play a pass. But, I mean, that's, that, that's too easy. You know yeah, it's it too is, easy yeah. to say, to say, just a guy would have, would have saved the day there because yeah. I, think, I, I think the problems were far deeper than, I,
3: than I, that. I think the second goal you spoke about there is I think that was the one goal I thought where actually the team set up influenced it. Because if you play three at the back, if one of your three pushes out, then what you need is one of your midfielders or one of your wing-backs to come in and take their place. And the disappointing thing for me for the second goal is, as you say, we just conceded, It's actually, actually Williams absolutely steams in, doesn't he, on Hazard when Hazard is, 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 is already there with yeah. Barry. Instead of just standing off and letting him turn, he steams in, and he, doesn't make, doesn't, he does that with nobody covering him behind him, and as soon as Hazard's away from him, he's now left a load of space yeah. behind him to run in because nobody's come across to cover him. And, and he steamed Is that in. because rather you're chasing the game though, Gavin. He well, you, like may have discipline. been frustrated because he scored, yeah. you know, maybe that's it. But you'd expect an experienced defender who's played three at the back to now operates and he should have just 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 held the line. Or if he if he if he's gone in, make sure that somebody's behind him and and neither was done. And so once Hazard runs in then, he's got he's got that's why and that's why Hazard runs in and that's why Alonso as it to him, and Costa are like on their own effectively. When the ball comes across, because Williams is yeah. bomb but bombs in. But the really disappointing thing about that goal for me was is Coleman, because Coleman's facing Alonso North when he when, yeah. yeah when Coleman <laughs> Coleman's facing Alonso when Alonso passes to Hazard. Okay, mm. so at that point, Coleman is probably five or six yards closer to the Evan goal than what Alonso is. And you watch Alonso when he's passed it, bombs on, and Seamus is looking at him. Mm. I she- say Seamus looking at and Seamus only realises that Alonso was a threat when Alonso was about like 40 thirty, forty yards yeah, from yeah. goal. Seamus is just him back. He's got a run with him, and by the time he's, he's realised something's up, it- the game's over it's then. She Alonso Alonso's in the area on his own, unmarked, and he scores. And and it was that goal that I thought was part tactical but part seamus switching off. You know, it's be- if you play five aside yeah. and that happens, you'd expect to get both ball- ball- yeah, by your yeah. teammates. See, you're just looking at him, and Alonso's bombing on, and James is just so If back. that was he's part of the tactical
2: does the Koeman substitution of Kevin Morales just hold his hands up and say I've messed up here?
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. I think that, I think, well, you know, me and you were yeah, talking yeah. about it yesterday. Yeah. We'll move on to Koeman in a minute. No, can I just say,
3: no, maybe not, no. The players have not operated the tactics effectively. That I want them to, is what he's saying there. Because Ashley Williams, if he's playing three the back, after, Ashley Williams shouldn't do what he what he did. But by taking a left back off and bringing a, a yeah. sort of winger
2: on, that tells you everything that he's messed up on his formation. Well, no, now. I do not they tell you that he's two
1: 0 down? And, yeah. and no he's point got to
2: probably no over again. Yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah
3: that's sure, right. Yeah, right.
2: I'm, not, I'm not sure. It's, he's, he's, he's done it done twice. Hasn't he. He's done it twice. He's done it at West Brom this season. Didn't he? Yeah, well, there was half an hour gone, and that's changed. And he's done it again.
3: But I don't think, as I say, I don't think we were two 0 down effectively because the tactics, or we got beat five 0 because the tactics we got beat because. You know, we've picked the two goals there. The third goal, Jags, what's he doing? He slices what? It's a pretty straight forward clearance. Out for the corner. When the corner comes in, we've got eight men. So in if you don't around, think it's the
2: tactics, Gav, if ever go with different tactics, so, um, do you think we're getting beat 2-0
3: with half an hour gone? If we play 4-4-2 for argument's If we play 4-4-2 on... I in Chelsea and, but I think it would have still been the, the same result if, because 4 4 you would have still had Coleman and Williams covering Hazard wouldn't you?
0: I think what really galled me really really kind of compounded you know yeah Chelsea were great and I have spoke to Phil and, and Neil and you've got to there's got to be a part here that that concedes sometimes in football that the other teams have got a, yeah, a hand yeah, yeah. In, in results and, and Chelsea looks uh, you know, from another planet. Just, I think everything clicked. Whether they're going to sustain it, I don't know. But it certainly clicked for us on Saturday. But what really upset me was that, and Tony has said it before. Kuman was left after the game, and Kuman's not blameless. And I'll, I'll tell you what mm. I felt about Kuman in a bit. But he was left to talk about basic things like aggression, like winning second yeah. balls, and like work rate. Now, if, if you're lacking that on a Sunday morning playing for Agar FC, mm. mm. then you know you're not playing football yeah. properly. Why are Everton lacking well, those why things? Why did you look at Tony when you come <laughs> <go> up there? <and laughs> an <bring laughs> <things? laughs> Hey, we played I man. Yeah. <laughs> No, what? it's because it's, we, we were talking about it yeah, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. It's just for me, there's, there's that motto in, in the Finch Farm Gym, isn't it? You know, like hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Uh, they may as well just whitewash over that after mm. that performance because it, too many of those players just seemed to me like they switched off, they weren't interested. Heads went down. Well, like two goals had gone in. The game is still salvage, salvageable to mm-hmm. some degree at 2 0, but you couldn't see it from the body language of those players. And like you say, with Seamus Coleman stood there, letting What's someone it? take it get a run on him like that. What, what, is, that? No, what is that? Nobody's seen it's that
2: performance coming here. No wanted, not no. from what we've seen no. this no. season. No one needed. So, never, why is that
3: automatic? Why has it all of a sudden happened? Well, it's a good question. I was comparing it to the Man City. Total opposite. yeah but Matt he did City. get his tactics right with yes. his, his setup was perfect the way City played. Yeah um by playing three compact in the in, in the midfield it addresses like the way Silver and De Bruyne are like, playing around the penalty area. But he didn't address that perhaps to me personally on on, on uh, Saturday but I don't think that's the full explanation. You are right, even though we getting beat they just didn't really have that that vigour and commitment to showed at City where they were he had Meant City played at the ball. We had two men on them all the time and mm. stuff. And that's that's in that's a that, uh, mystery. It does, does help that you know Chelsea played far better than what City did. To be yeah. fair, like, but it was apparent, and that was a disappointing aspect of it for me. Well,
2: what do you think, Ronald? Obviously, he's learned from that performance from his team. A lot of them were spineless well, yeah. to me. Um, Neil, what
1: yeah. do you think he's learned from that performance? I don't think he learned anything. No, really. I think he's just learned that. There's only so many players that he can hang his hat on, and some of those players are no better than squad players. Yeah. And I would even, I would even question Ovie though especially I would, I would question whether he's a squad player even yeah. at Everton because he's not good enough. And you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to dig him out and, and be cruel to, to him, but he's someone who who doesn't have the requisite strength and and sort of. Ability to to read situations that you need to play in the Premier League and in, in, in this type of thing, especially in this type of Premier League where, there are no you know you you can pick the bones out of teams and the way they play, but they're all organised, they're all switched on, they all know how to win a game if they have to, you know, from from top to bottom. We, we might we might exclude Mister Moyes' side <laughs> um, in that, although he got one at the weekend, but um, there's no mugs, you know, they'll they'll all take advantage of you if you're not good enough, and some of, some of those players, you know, two or three of them at least. And I think it says a lot about some of the players that were on the bench as well because I didn't see Gerard Delphay getting his top off. You know yeah. this, this this whiz kid from Barcelona yeah. who can can save it. I didn't see him getting stripped. Valencia Anna, again. Anna Valencia yeah, exactly. Not no, not not a chance. You know who who else, Who was going to come on there and change it? You know, Kevin Morales was lucky to be. You know, he was sort of he was Hobson's choice, wasn't he? Basically, yeah. he was yeah, look around. Okay, yeah. he for now. You know, as I say, it says it all that Tom Davis was the one player who, who showed a little bit, and maybe that's maybe that that will stick in Kuman's mind going forward because I think we might see a bit more of him. Do
2: you think we're learning now why he's looking at that squad and he's probably thinking, I know why this squad finished in the bottom half the previous two seasons? Well, well it's, the, it's
3: just to George Graham. Colts said the other week that when a manager walks through the door, he's got to turn around to himself and say, well, these are the players we have got the previous manager of the sack, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying the nice next about Evan but se, but like that, in terms of their ability, the 11th and the 11th speaks volumes. Um, so expectations i mean to be fair the expectations have been heightened haven't you you know mm. because the fact that we had a good start and mm. what well, we're still six though seven seven. seven seven um but the reality is is that once we get to christmas where we have that three or four real tough games in december we'll have a better idea of where we really stand but i agree with neil that he probably didn't learn anything new i haven't said that on the podcast over the last two or three weeks He said the same thing haven't we how many players are good enough to mm. To stay with Cummins in his three years, perhaps that is here, um, and you probably didn't learn it. You know nothing new from that. Uh,
1: the, the other, the other point, sort of, that you'd make, is that I don't think, I don't think there was. There was, there wasn't really anger from Ronald Cummins in this game. Like I would, I I think he almost not expected it, but I I think he almost thought I think we'll lose, and I, I think. I asked him actually in the press conference after the game, I said, Is it healthy that Idrisigay who and and let's let's not go too uh, overboard on Idrisigay or albeit he's had a good start. guy isn't isn't, you know, a well beater yet. He might he might well turn into a good yeah, very good yeah. Premier League midfielder but he's not. He, he's, he's a decent player. Like wh- why is he so important already to, to this team? You know, yeah. it's usually you could cope with a new sign and being injured, but already he's only been here Three months and already they're talking that you can't take him out of that Everton team because he can't cope with Elton, and I think the same would be said of Williams, albeit he had a poor game. I think I think his absence would be as keenly felt yeah. as anything. Because and Balassi well. as well. Yeah, they're yeah. So they're, they're new signings. It's not like yeah. it's not like you lose you you're losing mainstays from last season. Mm. It's it's new players who have come in and already are indispensable. Yeah, but yeah. is that is
3: that because is that the answer? Because he's brought them in because he embodies the values that he wants from players. Yeah. And that, and that's it. Not that, like it's just a guy. you just said, well, he wants to, you know, he he's got the characteristics I want to be in a player. What we're talking about, mm. Tony, you know, fight, desire, you yeah. know, all that type of stuff. As does Williams. Um, and and that, and that's the answer. Um, and that's a point about the players that he wants in the future, and maybe
0: showing perhaps some
3: of the show. You said that. I, I, I need, I
1: need more players like like a Jessica.
0: Yeah, I think you know what I would say about Kerman is that I understand that you know, like like Neil said, he obviously didn't show his anger and he said, I think he said, you know, it's only three points that we've lost, that he's right to try and put that in some perspective and, and what have you. I would probably like to hear a bit more anger from him to maybe reflect how the fans are feeling, but that's a dangerous game because if he starts digging players out, we need needs till January. I realise that might not be the most pragmatic approach. But more Nathan Kelson, I suppose, it, you know, it. Doesn't happen much in top flight management these days. It certainly never did with Martinez. Here I might add, was more competitive at Stamford Bridge last season than Coomans' team was. But Martinez was in his third, almost third season. Calcium Co- had a few months. Yeah, definitely. But Koeman's got to play, hold his hands up for me, whether it's in private or not, and accept that he, he takes a portion of the blame. Whatever he did at Finch Farm last week didn't work. Tactically, it didn't work. He got totally ad off. By context, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Barkley and what was his role. happening. Now that yeah. might have been the player executing that. We probably think it was, but yeah. it was the message simple enough? He had time yeah, to yeah, get I it that's right. What, I mean. yeah, what it was... else were he working on? Yeah, because he, was... he were not competitive in the game. I mean, yeah, I just the mind boggles. They got an absolute hide and I, I think you know, Tony, you're right. No one expected that coming. I mean, maybe it is. Expectations have risen, but. I think almost, you, 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 you were stunned, it? it was yeah. almost a stunning yeah. result because no one's seen it coming, did they? Look he? at that defence, you know, Second Williams, goal, yeah. Elke, we haven't even mentioned to Kellenberg. Yeah. Is he good enough now going forward? Or oh, th- January does all of a sudden, when we said in the last podcast, I sense like a, a number two striker was the priority. Or well, he's got to use these players till January, Greg.
2: He's got to be careful. Yeah, I know yeah. he's hanging his hat on them. Now he can't be critical of them. He can only throws well, so much at Carney. Well, he swapped LFA, he swapped Morales, he swapped Barkley, he tried everything. Yeah. He tried absolutely everything with them. If work, the players don't want, want him, to know, what can he do? It's his job. job. It's yeah, it's yeah, his it job. Yeah, down. but if you look at it, you're thinking all right, we've played 11-12 games so far. We're t- sitting here in the top seven. I think Everton fans were have took that. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you've got. I've got. Us, that, that's that is the the rider, isn't it? Is that you know, they've been in worse positions this yeah. Time, yeah. last year, the year before. It reminds what Cumin's got at the moment. Reminds me of when Brendan Rodgers took over at Liverpool, and that first five months until he got he got two sirens in January, he got Coutinho and Studdage and for five months he sort of you, you almost you could see him looking around, thinking oh, these, are, I mean, oh, these yeah. are these are rubbish. You know, I've got to play John Joe Shelby here up front in games. Mm. I've got to play Joe Cole in games and things like that, and then when he started to do it, and that, but that's, that's the challenge for Everton, can they do it in January, can they get two players who just go like that and ignite it, they get a new goalie maybe and he, and he, he changes everything, he gets everyone organised, or they get a striker who takes some of the burden off, off Lukaku, mm. you know, notice Charlie Austin scored on Sunday for Southampton yeah. and you think... What was it? Four million? You to for Salah? Yeah. Off? yeah. Well, what they Everton doing. It's Tony
3: Everton the sign. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make a bid? Yeah. To be fair, I did. I did say I thought a goalkeeper was our number one <laughs> yeah. on, on, on yeah. Friday, and so I didn't see anything there. on. I didn't. I didn't see anything on Saturday to dispute that. Um. You the ones you wanted them back in the in goal. Yeah, but fine. But better Robert after Robles yeah. plays well. Yeah. the me. That's a fair shout. I thought. You know, and I thought be, it did make a couple of good saves. To be fair, <laughs> in the second half. but <laughs> I mean, I yeah. the, the other player that worried me on Saturday, and, and I know we spoke about him last week, was Jags. He yeah. just, I mean, he got done by Costa twice, didn't he? One for the, I think one of the second times the goal wasn't it? And the first You're one. Skinned on the halfway. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the first one where Pedro did the, did the uh, nice flick and he played, in Costa and he just went past Jags and I'm thinking, you know. I was thinking back to when Jags had, had sort of Torres in his back pocket, you know, in 2009 mm-hmm. and there was two games at Anfield when he was like, he was really at the top of his game and he was brilliant in both matches. Yeah. And he hardly to gave Torres, apart from one, once where he got in, a kick in those two matches and he was brilliant. And I was thinking, if that was Jags 2009 against Costa on, on, on that Saturday, it's not pace that he used yeah, to Yeah, I he just got done. And I think what showed he, me on that goal, I think
2: obviously he got skins on the halfway line, turns, and he sort of gave up leaving him back, and I think Gareth even went past Jagiel to get back <laughs> yeah. to him. I'm thinking, he looks shot, he looks gone. I think we we now know why Koeman told told us last week, didn't he? He basically said, he isn't fit enough for game by game by game. I'm going to have to leave him out, put him in, leave him out, put him in. And now we're known now we can see yeah. why
3: that. I was just a bit, but you know, he's got, I know he's still in the England squad, but don't know how. he's got, struggling. you know, he's got some work to do when as Neil was saying before about the players who are capable of still going foot going forward under Coombe. and Jags has got a lot of work to do between now and Christmas to to, to show that that's the case. Because I was a bit worried about him after, after Saturday in particular, where to say apart from a real fudge clearance for the third goal, he got he got done a couple of times. Where a few years ago that would never have happened. And it
2: shows you how desperate he got when he tried to put you in as well. He up left back and then. That was just the best of the disaster at the end of it. Just getting skinned every year, wasn't
0: he? Definitely. Well, Neil alluded to January, and that's uh, obviously not a million miles away. Uh, on the positive side of things, today we've we've heard a little bit more um, from our our well de facto owner, the man who, who's got forty nine point nine percent of the shares. Fired Massey. He spoke to uh, Jim White on Talk Sport earlier today, and he had quite a lot to say. Really, relatively brief interview. But very interesting for Evertonians. Uh, very frank. Um, maybe didn't say a lot of new things that, that we didn't know in some capacity, but certainly very interesting just to hear, well to hear him speak at any length because he's someone who hasn't done a lot in public. Uh, it was that short video after Chelsea last season when he'd not long been in uh, by Everton TV, and then previously snippets of tweets between him and Jim White. Mm. Um, he said a lot, didn't he? What you know? What your what was your initial reaction having heard Fahad Mashiri come on and talk about it, I have to say, sorry, just ask you a question, but uh, I think it was savvy PR because I think what he's probably done is turn the mood a bit amongst Blues who were pretty, pretty dismayed, pretty disenchanted, pretty fed up and, uh, after that thrashing. He's gone on and I think he's been quite savvy and I think it's maybe changed the mood and shifted the focus. Is it correct
2: because if he just thought after the win, then he gets called.
0: Oh, he's only coming
2: out when we've just beat someone. Where was he when we were getting
0: beat against someone last week? I don't know. I'm just saying, I think it's not after a win. So I think it's quite savvy PR that he's he's safest. So now. a lot of owners
2: come out after the big glamorous win or a cup win and say, Oh, yeah, this is the future. This is what we're doing. Yeah. But he's doing this after a 5 0 defeat. I, I think that's more uh, laudable, to be honest with you. Because anybody yeah. didn't come out I after a the win. There as well, Safdie, he? Yeah, yeah, he, he was
1: yeah. doing been... He'd been put an old by, by Jim White on the. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. sounds with, you know, I think it back. was
2: refreshing. I think you, you, you can see his plans. he was quite open and honest. You can see he, he weren't lying about any of the questions that he was asked about the stadium, the finances. Evan have never been financially better off for years, have they? You, when you're looking at it. He's telling you about the signings he was after, why they didn't come off, the stadium issues, the promises and I really thought it was refreshing. And you've seen it. you're quite rightly to say after the five mil defeat now the moods you're looking at Everton fans now if you ask them yeah I'm happy now because we know what's happening to Everton football club in the future
3: yeah I thought well first of all he thought come across as a totally decent chap You know, yeah. to be fair um, I thought from a financial perspective the most interesting thing to me was when he was talking about the debt and then like paying that off, and then the stadium needing to drive income, and then the commercial needs to, to I thought that was interesting. And the yeah. financial yeah. fair play, you know, all time kind with of the financial fair play aspect, he, he calls the figures, didn't he? Yeah. He can only spend what we spent last year for seven million, I think yeah. he said. The answer is the stadium. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and that was the most interesting thing. So I think um, he obviously sees, you know, the fact that. We need. If we've got to change that, actually, he can't come in like and throw two or three hundred million quid in because financial fair play, you know, negates mm. that. we have got to be very savvy how we generate income in the future, and, and he's obviously got a clear vision on how we should do that. And I thought that was the most interesting thing, I, apart from confirming from that I say from the horse's mouth, you know, about the transfer dealings at the end of at the end of the summer, and that they were in for Kudryavtsev, you know sixty million quid as well, I think. I don't know whether that was Euros or, or quid. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah and um, that that was interesting. But he also then added the riders, ra- ra- didn't he? Well Soho's suspended Perez's yeah. injuries. and there's a couple of things. I don't know whether he was saying we might have dodged a few bullets there, but um he was it, that was interesting and it just come across as, you know, in a short space of time he covered a wide range of yeah, yeah, subjects, top of to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, and I thought it was just just refreshing. Yeah, and fair play. Do you think, Greg, when he, he said, I
2: think there were three points that he made at the start. He said, when I first came into Everton, there were three things he needed to do clear the debt, get a star man on the touchline and the stadium. And he's, more like, he's done two of them so far, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, really, he called, um, he called the Northwest of Hollywood of football, didn't yeah. he? And uh, he said he needed someone A list on the touchline. And, you know, he's gone out and, and to his credit, he's done that. Cleared the debt. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> I think Kuman needs to really start delivering. On this Hollywood billing, yeah, because what I would say is that yeah, as a player, his reputation was rightly second to none. But as a manager, I think if you compare his CV to the other three, it's not quite up there yet. And you know, Saturday was a reminder that he needs to. Yeah. We we hear so much about how ambitious Cooman is, which is great. Um, but he's got to take Everton with him, and he's not going to by his own by his own body language. By what you you glean, he maybe isn't going to be here for 10, 10 years like Moyes was. He wants to take Everton with him, and he may be able to hire Barcelona and jobs at that level. So he needs to uh, he needs to get on with it. He needs to make sure Saturday yeah. is so an exception. It's only him. after like
2: this is the 11th game, isn't it? 12, 13 games. I think
0: if Jurgen
2: Klopp's first 12, 13 games last season, he didn't win many, did he? Remember them getting beat off Crystal Palace and Newcastle and Watford three nil, and it didn't go smoothly there. He had to get a transfer window in and I'd get another one in to get his thoughts across, he's only had
0: 10... Like, We've game lost card. games though under Koeman, Um but I don't, I, I will not, oh favorite with Klopp's record when he first came into Liverpool, but I don't think they ever got a hiding like that. See, now at Watford. I don't think they got systematically outplayed from yeah, 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 the he, first... He
1: minute took to over like mid-season as
3: well, didn't he? As in he took he, over after he, five, over six, six games, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. didn't have a transfer window until yeah. the, the, till the January, um, and whether, did they have stronger players, Liverpool, than what Evan have got at the moment? He I, think. Say that, couldn't he? I was,
2: think he had a good, good window as well. Yeah. Um, Klopp didn't he? He, got, he had the chance to get it. It was about 15 players, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> I think about seven in himself, So, <laughs> yeah. hasn't had that chance. He had to see what he, yeah. he's had first, where Klopp had the chance to see them players because yeah. the season was underway. Yeah. Didn't and
3: he? I was going to ask Neil actually, because um, I know you follow obviously the outside side as well. Is Evan been taken over and like Liverpool being taken over in 2010? What can you
1: sort of learn from Liverpool's? Take all that yeah. and to apply to Evan. Do you think? I think, think you got to learn that there's going to be mistakes. You know, you think one of the first things Liverpool's take over did was appoint Damien Camoli and then you know spend a lot of money on on players, a specific type of players to play a specific type of way. Basically, for for Andy Carroll, you know he was he was a, a sign and you know a white elephant, pretty much wasn't he? You know a white donkey if you like. And then white donkey. <laughs> you know, if you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that that's what you're gonna find. And I, I I think there was a there was an element of naivety in some of the some of the stuff that Mashiri said today in that I don't think you want I don't think you wanna be washing your, your laundry about transfers in, in public and, and sort of letting people know that, you know, Soko said he was gonna come and then change his mind. you know, we we obviously the story's been reported, but I don't think you wanna hear from that from your owner really, that you you were sitting there ten minutes before midnight. And and you got a phone call saying he wants to, he wants to go and play in the Champions League. I think you should have known that before you went in for him. Do you think, think he owes that to the fans though?
2: Because he's been silent for so long. Ever, I mean, fans. Even, does, are, that, it, does that mean it can make a lot of Everton fans feel better? The owner of the football clubs came out. Yeah. Does, and
1: put, does it not go through your head and think? Okay, Moussa Sissoko said no. So what was two, three, four, five on the list of Moussa Sissoko? Well, he went
2: through them all, didn't he? He went. No, 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 no. Oh, What was who was, was Moussa Sissoko's backup? Who was, oh, yeah, was I totally second, agree. You know, I totally agree. Why, with
1: why, that. why was Lucas Perez as Enna Valencia come from? You know where yeah. was the Lucas Perez backup? Where was your your Gabbiadini backup? Where was your Kulubali backup? Yeah, but you don't know, forget what, this was, was Williams this Koulibaly was in the,
2: this was obviously with Steve Walsh coming in as well. It all changed up with that, isn't it, as well? Yes. I, I, I personally think, for me, from an Evertonians perspective, I think it was good to hear from an owner of a football club. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, you, you spot uh, on.
1: Especially for Everton, as well, because yeah. it, that we, is something the, that the, gets thrown about a yeah. lot, doesn't it? As in, you never hear from... Yeah. 15, 20
2: been. years,
3: you're yeah. nothing. Because, so, not. like, obviously, Liverpool and Everton, same city. So, in terms of the American owners of Liverpool, what's
1: Liverpool fans sort of...
3: Attitude to them communicate how will they communicate them. Yeah,
1: not great, not, not yeah. great. So I mean, what what um what Tony said earlier really, you know, did they, they sort of turn up for the big occasions. You know, they'll be there for the United game or a a, a Europa League final or something like that. But I don't think you'd. I'd be surprised if you got John Henry on Talksport after Liverpool you know they've sort of been battered somewhere. You know, that that thing. But I I I thought generally what Machiri did was all right. I just thought he maybe give a bit too much detail about about some of the some of the failures or some of the some of the frustrations that he had because don't forget I, I I'm, there's a piece I've written for tomorrow's paper that it's they're gonna have to do it all again in January. It might be even harder in January to you know you might be getting mm-hmm. Napoli sending one eighty million for Koulevary <laughs> yeah. because we're halfway through the season, we can win yeah. the league here and yeah. you know, that type of thing. And I think I think to sort of out out yourself that you know you've you 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 fell victim to a few games and a few little um, tricks, and I think maybe maybe you wouldn't have done that again if you if you'd have uh, if would had the chance. And I think come January you might be a bit wiser as to the transfer markets and some of the some of the uh, stunts that go on there. I
0: thought it was really interesting that we in my to my memory for the first time we had someone senior Everton confirm that there was a covenant bank charge on the Park End land. Yeah. So that's why it was it was traditionally considered one of the Reasons they can't expand on Goodison. Uh, from what I from what I gleaned and what Farhad Mishevi was saying, that's now been settled. Um, the bank no longer have that charge. Ever not known that, uh, that ground now. To me, though, was I mishearing this? Was he almost dangling the prospect of developing Goodison as well? No, because he he he, he says I'm, I owe the new stadium to the fans' loyalty, didn't he? Yeah. I owe this new stadium, stadium, to stadium to the fans' loyalty. Yeah. yeah, but why was he talking about? He said that there was a they're unable to expand on Goodison because of that bank charge on on what we know where. Well, it is. Obviously, they
2: probably thought of that idea. Haven't they? they tried to redevelop it, and now it's just you, you can't redevelop Goodison now, can you?
0: Well, we were always told we couldn't for various reasons. It was too expensive, and I think one of the reasons was because of this bank charge,
1: which no, I, had accrued. I, 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 what I gleaned from it is that he viewed the two sites and made his mind up where he wants to, yeah. to build the stadium. I think he basically said, "I come over. I had a lovely train journey, and I would... Mister Kenwright. He said." <laughs> That was fun. We all wish we were on that carriage. Um, but he said, we had, I went with the mayor, I viewed the sites, and we have in our minds, we know where we want to go. And I think that that refers to the two sites that he went and visited. And he's got to be
0: careful, he can't come out and say, Yeah, we're dying to go yeah. to the King's Dot. That's yeah. King's Dot. He can't come out and say that they're absolutely dying to gagging at the bit to get to the Bramley Moor because yeah. it just gives peel absolute, you know, power in negotiation. Power, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. he was right in what he, he withheld. And, you know, he, like I said at the top of this section, he, he didn't reveal anything that was like a bombshell no one knew. Maybe he said he, confirmed. I think he did,
2: Greg. I think a lot of Everton fans think we're forever in debt. and we're, we're, For him to come out, your owner of football, club and say, we, we can go where we want now. We are no longer in debt. We are debt free. Now I think that forever for fans, that's music to the ears, because yeah. me personally going up watching, oh, we're in debt, we're in debt, we have to sell our best players every single year. Now for your owner to come out and say them words, it yeah. means a lot to them.
3: I think what he's, I mean, I don't know how it, how it works, but I would imagine he's trying to maximise, um, minimise the, the spend you've got on interest, on debt isn't he as well, so that means you've got money then to, to buy players. Oh yeah, I mean? like, yeah. So I think, yeah. I think that's all tied in with that as well um because it's interesting talking about the stadium generating income now if, it'd be interesting to see how that's funded as well because you've got to build the stadium yeah. and pay it's for it class haven't class you like you know not, um, it will eventually but you know you've got, you, you know, you've got it, so meantime. it'd be interesting to see how the, how, how the stadium's funded but, but if he's saying that he needs that to generate income, it might be a completely different from like the model they have done theirs or any other one that's done so that'll be an interesting thing that'll come out in time but there were some
1: very good i'll Points another couple of things that he said, and I thought were very positive because I, I, I sound like I'm being quite negative about material. What I'm not intending to. He said, he said the manager is there, we trust the manager. He said the owner's there to hire and fire managers, and then after that we let them get on with it. And I think that's that's refreshing it in an mm-hmm. era when that doesn't happen very often at yeah. a lot of clubs. And you think of Chelsea, for example. You think of, you know, Leeds, you know, yeah. a decent-sized club, and what a Newcastle. You know, you think of what's happening. It was nice to hear that that's that's his mentality and that's his his vibe with the um, with the place. I also thought he was quite good on on saying that we will find a way to compete. That, that was one. Of he said, you know, you might get 900 million pound kit deals and little loopholes and stuff like that that you get with Manchester City and naming rights getting sold to, yeah. you know, other companies that you might not think, oh, you know, are they not con- con, um, part of that club? And he said, but we will find a way to compete. He said one way or the other. And I know it's easy to say it and the proof will be in the pudding, but I think it was, as Tony said, it's nice to have someone with a bit of a plan. Yeah. Um, rather than, rather than sort of platitudes, if you life or, or nothing.
2: And he knows, he knows football, as you said, he come across, he said, last year we had a terrible home record. The club is going in the right way. Our plan was to get into Europe at the start and we're on target for that. The manager will strengthen where there's ne- necessary. So it's not all doom and gloom. He
1: was a uh, a little, his- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that to me, European, for, for a football club that's been in the bowels of the Premier League for two seasons on a spin, and for him to come in and basically demand European football within his first off, that's some that, that's some statement for me. What do you think Gav?
3: plan Planning and demanded it? Yeah. it can be two different things? Well, if it, can, if it uh, doesn't uh, happen, somebody's
1: going well, done vote it, surely. I, I would imagine well. that would be part of the. the, 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 yeah. the Cumin,
0: wasn't it? I, yeah. mean, I don't
1: think you'd have got cumin without. If you'd have said to Koeman,
3: yeah, we'd go yeah. to for top half. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think Ronald Cumin would have swapped I, Southampton. Would yeah, yeah, I'm true. planning for European football, Cumin must be. They're going to give you the funds so you can compete for, for European football. So it, it'd be interesting to see what happens. But I think it goes back to what's a good season for us. It, know, as long as we're going in the right direction on off the pitch and we so we finish eighth and don't qualify for Europe or ninth yeah. or whatever. It's I don't think that'll end, be that? yeah. and we've yes yeah, in January. I don't think that'll be the worst worst season. Um the January, you know, what we've learned over the last couple of weeks though is, is and, and today is like the January transfer window takes on oh. it. And more is far this more. the biggest in the
1: club's history?
3: Would you go as far as that? No, no I'm not I sure. I don't
1: you no? I mean Probably try not transfer window, is it? But Everton have been on, you know, fighting relegation, haven't they? They have to go and buy players yeah. to keep them off. You know, I, I, I don't think you can say it that. Oh, oh, say I mean,
2: it. I mean for the fans, Neil, because if they don't see big signings, then I think a lot of them will have lost the faith because we we're this or is a new zone and you're in Utah, Moshiri, or you or? in Moshiri. Because he's yeah, promising, just, he's promising, and if it doesn't happen, do you just think he's just another
3: yeah, But No, I, I don't know. Yeah, you've got to have a full summer's transfer out with your manager, owner, and Director head of football, head football all in but place. That, that'll be
2: in two. That'll be in two windows. No, but
3: any ready win window, you don't get the movement of players, do you? Um, if anything, I'd be expecting a couple of bids for our players. Never mind the basis of the performance of Lukaku, Lukaku, <laughs> <Le> Car- <laughs> <laughs> no, Car- no. Car- yeah, Lukaku. Car- 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 and I tell you what. Weekend, tell you, yeah. it? If, it, if, right, if it's just a guy carries on as the way he's going, you'd be looking at somebody who might be saying, "So it's only the players right. that he's probably actually bought." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I'd be the might you know it might not be one way to traffic in terms of gossip and innuendo about players in January. Mm. Mm.
0: What? Yeah, sorry. No, what I would add as well is that it is refreshing to hear from like we've all said to hear from the man at the top at Everton it's good long may it continue I think Um, but I think for now I'll judge him less on what he says and more what he does you know you need to be Tony's right when he says relatively speaking let's keep it in perspective he's only been here what nine months coming up to nine months Mm. but you know Everton have waited a long time for progress on, on things like the stadium for a bit of ambition and thank God that they've finally got it, but let's just let's just see when All right, he did a lot of positive things in the first window, doing a lot of mixed results as well towards the end of it. um let's see that the evidence they've learned from that in January. I would hope deals are being set up as much as they can be now, and that there's a long list of players for each position, and if someone knocks them back in the first yeah. couple days of the window, they can react quickly yeah. and move down the list, so yeah. we're not waiting until the end of January and Sweating on someone who who, who just gives us the and yeah. goes to the top process, I, I just
3: think it'd be difficult in January, it will be, that's, but that's, that's
0: not an excuse, though. No, that no, can't be because can't they, be they actually had the
3: summer, though, Gav, So they can't use that as yeah, an excuse.
2: Oh, we, we had the summer, and oh, we had a new director of football, we, all that. You can't keep using excuses. We, oh, we, January. we didn't
3: have the summer, though, did we? And the same players who are available in the summer are not necessarily available in January, are they? So I think we are managing expectations, ain't that for any sport? in January is a key thing for, for people at the club, but having said that, did you, based on the evidence of Saturday and you know, last few games, do you need to be seen to be doing I, something? I, even just building up, getting another set of you yeah. know, four or five players who you know can do a job for you without being the marquee signing, <laughs> yeah? You, know? I think so. you,
1: you, can't, you can't do it all straight away, and you know there's very few, there's a couple of examples isn't and in fact, you know, I don't we'll even say Man City an example of doing it straight away. Chelsea are probably the only example I can think of who've gone and pretty much bought a new team because they had money and, and got it working straight away, you're going to have to sort of say well, as hard as it sounds, you might need to write not write the season off, but you might need to sort of accept that this season is a bit of a a transitional season, and I'm, I'm going yeah. for that. That way are right? You, you saying managing expectations? I'm saying transition. and yeah. Everyone else is throwing the phone mm. at the wall and, and imagining. <laughs> yeah. But you might need to just say, look, we can't. We, we need to learn to walk first and not run. They've been eleventh last two seasons. If you look at Machida, really, just say positive. number one, you got rid of the manager who, yeah, did that. Positive number two, you got a manager. Whatever you think of Kuman you got a manager that. Was that a club higher up in the league. Yeah. Was number three. He got a director of football from the league champions. Mm. He got him to leave the league champions and come to Everton. Four, he may well have broken Everton's transfer record if yeah. Balassi comes to fruition, whether you think Balassi or not. So he is spending money. He he got a very good price for Everton's prime asset, one yeah. of Everton's prime assets. He, he got over the odds, probably, for, for John Stones yeah. in what he was worth. So he's done good things. He's, he's, he's already. Made some progress on the stadium front, he's, as Tony said, he's cleared the debt, so there are positives there. It's that's just in the space that, of eight months. That's in the space of eight months, but you can't. You, that might just be the new the new balance. You can't, maybe not going to get another eight positives in in, yeah. in a, a month of January. You might get one or two. You might get three signings, and one of them works out, but he might be brilliant. Yeah. So, you know, you, I think you've got to you've got to just take it as it is. That January is a, can be difficult. And it might not solve everything. It might just be that you, you solve one or two of your problems and three or four of them are still there in the summer and then you've got to, you've got to go again. I think on the
2: stadium option, Greg, just reading this quote from before, it, says, For our football club to compete in the north-west of England, the Hollywood of football, as you said, we needed a start, so we got Cumin. I paid the debts. We have a very strong balance sheet and we need a stadium. The fans must know we have done the hard bit now.
0: Mm. That, that's promising, that. Very promising, yeah, and like I've said as well, it was interesting to hear that with this post kind of like you know financial fair play world where you can't just do what Chelsea did when Abramovich first yeah, came and in. Apparently, that apparently, and apparently it's, it's still you know yeah. you still do ask questions about how it works, yeah. and like Neil you was need a, to work out the way around, you need to, <laughs> oh. yeah, you need to work. I get savvy yeah. about how to play the mm. system, basically, oh. don't you? Which you know, yeah. interesting deals of sponsorship and naming rights often seem hand in hand. One thing I did, just touching on, um, it was interesting to hear, I certainly wouldn't do anything to put to bed the rumours that we hear repeatedly about Alicia Usmanov. He was at the game with Alicia Usmanov. Now, his great friend, uh, even alluded to when he had his shares in Arsenal, Mishiri. Yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to sound to anybody who believes that Usmanov might one day come rest, uh, riding into Everton as well on the back of uh, Mishiri. I, I certainly don't know that he will do, or mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah, Mr Dean. Exactly. David Dean, of course, he was, we we understood, played a big part in bringing Mishiri to Kenwright. And it was interesting to hear as well. He did 12 months worth of due diligence on Everton. He did, no. And he was a
2: fan
3: even under the David Moyes era. Yeah. No, so he looked like <laughs> <Krennici>, he to <didn't laughs> <the Yeah>. be. <biggest laughs> He's trying to buy him back in January <laughs> yeah. on the basis of. Well, I told Gav. you, big, big wide left on set. That's exactly what we needed at Chelsea. Or <laughs> or yeah. Not yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Somehow we've managed to end this Monday night pal with a smile on our face. I don't know how. Um, it's probably just the ale. Thanks very much for listening. And uh, we'll obviously an international break to get through now. We'll have a pod later on in the week, which um, I think I mentioned on Friday. Just one to look forward to. And uh, we'll reconvene as well next week to start looking ahead at Swansea and a very big game as well. Thanks for listening.